How y'all doing today? Welcome to another episode of True Dominion Ministries Podcast. Yes. Ah, it's another wonderful day. It is. And today we're going to be talking about testimonies. <laughs> y'all get to get in our business a little bit. <laughs> our financial testimonies yeah. in specific. Yeah. You know, you know, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritually, but he who spiritually judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Amen. And this goes right along with testimonies. Yeah. Because you will see how God would take the foolish things in our lives. Mm. You know, uh, and, and, and boy, uh, uh, some of this stuff, I'm like, man, why are we doing this? And and I have to look at other people and say, man, why are they doing that? But the things that look foolish to me right. are maybe just what God told them to do. Yeah. You know, so I think we can't, we can't judge everything by what it appears to be. We cannot. But... We have to let God be God. Mm -hmm. And I know people, they understand who, who God is to them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they don't understand who God could be to somebody else. Yeah. Because the foolish thing God made me do or told me to do, it's, equal, it's equally foolish on the other side. But because I'm standing on the outside looking in, I'm just like, oh my goodness, what is this? Like, have they lost They their lost. Mind? They. I ain't gonna say that. The everlasting. Man. I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> Not picking, man. That was just wrong. That is just wrong. Well, Who came up with this saying? Well, but we're gonna let Tanya start off with prayer. Sure, no problem. Thank you, O Heavenly Father, for waking us up this morning, O God. As we give our testimonies, O Heavenly Father, let the ears of your people be opened, O God. To receive, O oh Heavenly Father, what they need, O oh God, for their transformation, for information, O oh God, concerning themselves. I thank you right now, O oh Heavenly Father, for our life is a testimony, O oh God, unto you, where you get the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You said, the Bible says that we're overcome by our testimony. That's right. And that we'll help people overcome by what we go through. That's right. And we are to share these things, mm -hmm. you know, not to hide them and say, no, no, I don't want to let anybody know about that stuff. And this ain't keeping it real. No, it's not. But it this, is. A, it this is ain't keeping it 100. But there's a transparency mm -hmm. that I think that people need to see. Yes. There's a transparency that people need to know about somebody so that they can better themselves. Right. You know, so the things that I feel or I tripped and fell in, 
or I, I didn't necessarily walk in according to the way I should have walked into them, mm -hmm. you can get you can get a clear understanding of, okay, I know not to do that. Yes. I know not to do that. Mm -hmm. Or it's beneficial if I did do that. Right. So it's whatever whatever it, it um, entails for you. Right. So you want to start off about... <laughs> Let's 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 start let's start with the with the most difficult thing for you, first of all, was job. Yes. You know, this was after we done got married. Now that was foolish enough. Yes. But we're not gonna talk about marriage. That's right. So <laughs> so I gave my testimony on a couple of episodes back about how um I had come into this career, um I was a site manager, then turned a property manager, and was making the most money that I have ever made. I was making salary. And at the time, Chris was, he was traveling at that time, too. Mm, yeah. Not so much. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was that's the, when I you went to Maine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway... Together, we were making around seventy-five dollars to $80,000 a year, which at that time was the most that we have ever made in our lives. And so um, leaving a job that I was at this point of financial stability, um, not really living paycheck to paycheck, um, refrigerator full, <laughs> you know, all of those things that, that you uh, have to have you know, um, in order to live, we were okay. We had, um, I think you had your BMW at that time. I had a brand new car. I had, well, I had just gotten a car before I married you. So everything was new. Everything was good. But when God asked me to leave my job, I cried. I cried and I cried and I cried for how long has it been? Five years? <laughs> I cried. I kicked. I screamed. I had an attitude problem. I was not receiving of that. But lo and behold, and I even went and tried to get a job after mm -hmm. I quit that job. Mm -hmm. So let me not get ahead of myself. So anyway, I already told that testimony. I quit my job and it was hard for me. Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was without my job. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. What, what a stay-at-home wife, a, a mother, what? I, I don't know what you want me to do. What am I here for? <laughs> what I'm not being productive. <laughs> what is this? You know, because I think sometimes our, our identity gets wrapped up it in was. our independence. It was. And I was very independent. And God said to me, how can you serve me if you can't serve the man that I sent to you? And so, so many people try and want to be a wife, but you're not there to just have his last name. You're not there to just say, oh, well, I'm married. I had no desire to be married again, but it was in God's will and God's purpose for my life. So even when I quit my job, um, I was, I was, I think I even went through a bit of depression about that. So after I went through that depression, I was cleaning up the house one day and I am a very organized person. So I have like a little file cabinet and everything. 
and I was, <laughs> and it was some papers that I had laid on top of my file cabinet. And I said, well, let me go ahead and file these. Um, but before I did that, that's, I, I tried to get a job before that. Yeah. It's all over the place this morning. Okay. So <laughs> I tried to get a job because I got to the point after what, three, three months or so. I was like, I cannot do this. I have got to get a job. And we were supposed to be moving to Columbia at the time. Yeah. And and so, lo and behold, I, I, I applied for a job. I went on the interview. I knew I had the job. I was already in Columbia at that time. Yeah, you were already in Columbia. I knew I had a job. I was like, I'm going to get me a job. I'm not letting no man take care of me. I'm not letting no man tell me nothing. I don't need no man to pay my bills like that. I didn't want to be dependent on him for anything. And so... um. When I got the job, <laughs> God broke me, <laughs> and I cried because I knew I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Mm -hmm. I knew what God had said. Come call me, crying. and I called him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, God said, "Now you." I had to repent, and God said, "Now you have to call him back and tell them that you cannot receive this job, that you are not taking this job." I called him back. I told the lady, she was like, oh, well, we loved you and we were happy, happy to have you. I was like, I understand, but I, I can't take it. Ego shattered, okay? <laughs> but lo and behold, I was cleaning out the file cabinet not too long after that, maybe a couple of days after that. And I found a, um, a mail that was for a 401k. When I say... There was no 401k. I had already spent all of my 401k when I had um, my last son because I took three months off of work and I had a C-section with him. So all of that went towards my bills that I had at that time. So I knew I had already depleted my 401k. Well, the 401k paper said I had $4,000 in it. And I was like, I don't have $4,000. I know I don't have any money in my 401k because the last job I had actually the, the the job that I had before you I had spent all of my 401k the job after that when I met you I didn't even sign up for the 401k because I, I was um when I when it was time to enroll I was late so I didn't even sign up for 401k so I'm looking at this paper like where is this 401k coming from I'm trying to find a job it's coming from I'm trying Y'all, when I tell you, I don't know where this paper came from. I don't know how I have $4,000 in the account. I um called the people and they was like, yeah, you can go ahead and cash it out. What? <laughs> what? So I cashed it out. And when um I told my testimony at church that Sunday, uh, the pastor at the time said it wasn't, it wasn't a job that you needed. You needed money. And so many times we go after things that we think that we need. And that was so true. It wasn't the job that I was after. It was after the money. It was the money that I was after. And so um, that was something that Chris could not. Um, you couldn't tell me how to walk that out. You couldn't tell me how to walk it out as far as depending on somebody else, where I'm depending on you. You know what I'm saying? But the only thing I could do was... was to, He was like, what your father I, said. I, I, I was guiding you in, in scripture. Yeah, I was let me, trying to, trying yeah to tell you. this joker was like, 
I was like, what you think I should do? What you think I should do? Should I say, he was like, what's your father say? What, what, what God say? Don't, don't ask me what God say. You ain't about to get me in trouble. So he always, every time I went to him doing something that I know I wasn't supposed to do, or I was just trying to get him to agree with me about something, he would say, well, what your father said. And most of the time it's about getting a job. Most of the time it's about helping me. Most of the time <laughs> it's like, about doing something, you. you know, just <laughs> doing something just so she can feel like, look, I'm contributing. Right. You know, and, and I understand that. When sometimes when people always been the one that that do do do, and mm -hmm. then now all of a sudden they can't do, mm. you know, it becomes an issue for them. Yeah, you know, and and that I I kind of been in that place before because before I got married there was, <laughs> woo child, <laughs> I went through I went through a period where I had got in a wreck. And no fault of my own, I was just sitting stopped in traffic. Somebody came up, hit me in the back. Lost my vehicle at that moment. Lost my job. Uh, a couple of weeks later, because I wasn't able to go to work, I was hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they didn't wait for me or none of that. It was just like, well, you on your own, player. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to have somebody fill this position. So yeah. it, it was no job, no no income. Mm -hmm. And I got two kids. I'm a single parent. You know, yeah. the world just turned upside down overnight. Boom. So I went through all of that, lost, lost, uh, lost the car, lost the job, lost the house. I lost everything. There wasn't nothing left. There mm -hmm. wasn't nothing left for me that was tangible for me to hold on to, rather. Um, so I took four hundred dollars I had. I think my sister might have gave me twenty five, fifty dollars, and I went and bought this little piece of truck. I bought me a little piece of truck. And that thing was sputting and put you got. I don't know how I don't know how I got it home. But I I got it home. I tuned it up and, and I did everything that I needed to do to it. And, and and she was running. She was running. I had me a little hoop ride. I, I was all right. Oh boy. And and it came to the point where And that's how I met you too, in that truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and and my landlord was so gracious enough to, to, to let me stay as long as she could. She mm -hmm. let me stay as long as she could until she couldn't no more. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And my baby sister, she said, You can come and stay with me. I was like the last thing I want to do is stay with anybody. Mm. I ain't, look, I had not been on my own since I was <laughs> 17. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't, it wasn't, mm, that, was, that was hard for me. <laughs> yeah. But, but I ended up not staying with her. I stayed with her for what, uh, uh, three days? Mm hmm. <laughs> and we ended up getting married. And we ended up getting married. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when we married, he didn't have a job. I ain't had no job. I told that girl she was crazy. <laughs> yeah, girl, you job. crazy. How you gonna marry somebody that ain't got no job? I just told you how I work. You don't know for sure. <laughs> I mean, you only know me for 30 days. I'm talking about, you know me for 30 days. You ain't never seen me go to work. <laughs> I just told you I go to work. Let me tell you. Where they do that at? Uh, when God say. That's what they do that at, when God say. But we're going to get to that because we want to stick to finances, okay? So um, after I left my job six months after we had got married, mm -hmm. around six months after we had got married, 
he ended up leaving his job. So we both was unemployed. But I had already started First Lady of Style back in 2006. And it was an off and on adventure that I that I had. So I was taking what I had in the in the attic, all the jewelry that I had left over, the bags, the, everything that I had left over. Chris ended up um, getting me a kiosk at the outlet mall, and I had to work that twelve hours a day. So I was like, I say I couldn't work over here, but he said I can't have my own business. You know what I'm saying? So we, <laughs> so we ended up working at the kiosk the whole summer, and it was the greatest of times, I would say, um, where we both was was running that, and we took turns going to church because we had to work on Sundays mm-hmm. and everything. And um, but when I say there was a peace. I don't think, yeah, we had mortgage. We had we had car payments. Everything that everybody else has. But there was a piece of God that that, that surpassed all of the understanding that we could have. Yeah. And we did not worry. We did not fret. We did not move. We didn't even talk about bills. We didn't even talk about what, what was behind. I mean, we just kept going along with what God was saying. And that's what has kept us throughout all of this um, throughout all of our marriage and five, and five and three quarters years. Yeah. Get ready to be six years in January. Yeah. So to fast forward a bit, um, God had told us to go to Columbia, to move to Columbia the first time. And we did not move. We stayed because at we, that time, we um, stood. yeah, at that time when he told us, I had just got my promotion, you were gone making good money and we was like, for what? We 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 making good money. There ain't no need to go nowhere. Whatever. So, long story short, we um went to Columbia a year after God told us to go to Columbia. And this is where we messed up at. Because we took our time moving. Because we took our time. Hey, and that's why we had to us. go through... The things that we had to go through. God knew that I would have never left where I was because of my job. He knew that if I had kept that job, Chris would have came last. The kids would have came last because I was traveling and I was making the most money. And I would have tried to stay on top of my game to make sure that, you know, with that $5,000 raise and with more increase, oh, I would have been there. Okay. Um... Because I had invested a lot into that as well, mm-hmm. going taking classes and going to school and all of those things. So I would have put my all into that job is what I'm trying to say. And so um, when we moved, we still had a mortgage. Still had a mortgage. And God sent us to the raggediest, horrendous, nastiest. <laughs> uh, I know, I want- that- it, I got the pictures it, to prove it. It, it. it was bad, but tell oh, me, okay. You, it was me. no. I'm not no. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was nasty. The apartment. The lady said, "I owe you a cleaning." What? What you mean? You owe me a cleaning? We moved into this apartment first of all because God. That's that's what God said to go. When the day that we, I um filled out the application, I was going to go to another apartment complex. It was a townhouse that I had like. And God said, no, go here. 
I was like, I don't want to go over there. I don't even like the way they look on the outside. Why would I want to go over there? God said, go there. I went over there, turned in the application. The lady was like, oh, can you tell us what brings you in? You know, how did you hear about us? I said, I was so mad. I was like, God said, come here. <laughs> I was like, I would not be here if he didn't tell me to come here. I would not be here. <laughs> Y'all, I, I, ooh, I was in my feelings about that thing. And lo and behold, we moved into this to this apartment. And I cried, cried boy, and I cried. cried the first day. I was like, how do I go from a house to an apartment that I don't like, that's nasty? I They could have cleaned up. They could have cleaned up. Y'all, when I tell you Chris had to go in there and caulk the stuff to get rid of the roaches, when I tell you the patio mm -hmm. was Filthy. I'm talking about just the patio. I ain't even talking about the inside yet. I'm talking about, y'all, when I say, Lord, why? Why would you send me here? But I would say to that, Fred, not, uh, mm. do not despise small beginnings because in that apartment was the best of times. And in that apartment is where I met God and, and worshiped him. And he told me, he said, you're going to worship me in front of this window. And it was a, it was a, um, what you call it, French door window, um, French doors. And everybody else had a sliding door. So I was like, why, why this window? So one day I was thin, I was sitting across the street at the park and the Lord was like, look around, look at the, look at the doors around. So I'm looking at everybody's doors and I'm like, okay, everybody else had a sliding glass door. And I was the only apartment that had the open French doors. And he said, you're going to worship me here in front of this window. And that is where I spent my time with God. That is the place where it, my mind was no longer on what, how filthy the apartment was, no longer on why I didn't want to stay there, no longer on the rent and the mortgage. We, that was crazy, but paying rent and mortgage. But, but, but that, that ain't even the half. Cause when we got there, what we had, a washer and a dryer and, and some plastic tables. Oh, we gave away all of our furniture the apartment was empty, so I had no choice but to clean it. So to when make we it move, good. when we move, when we <laughs> finally say, "Okay, God, we gonna move." Mm -hmm. When we finally did move, we moved with nothing. Nothing. Gave he away all away the furniture. Everything. Gave away everything. Shaking table. He said, "He said, give away all of your furniture," and we was like, "What?" Nah, he told her this. I had just got that furniture like a year, a year prior. Okay, <laughs> a year prior, when I had got my taxes, I had just got that furniture. So, you want me to do what now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I mean, now, so now, we're here with a mortgage, <laughs> some rent, and on top of that, we get we still got we still got a car payment. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 we in the thick of it. Yeah, and I'm and me, I ain't even making five hundred dollars a week. Bad mm, part. <laughs> okay, mortgage, rent, which already don't sound good. <laughs> it don't. The car payment, and I only make four and some change. Yeah, yeah. Now we still gotta pay it. light bill, <laughs> water bill, gas, groceries. We still got all these other things mm -hmm. we still got to do. 
Because we don't get no assistance at this. We don't get no, no assistance. Mm-mm. No EBT. You know, God had to look. Y'all going y'all going y'all Cut y'all, it off. y'all gonna be kingdom. We gonna live kingdom. Then <laughs> you gonna live from a place of faith, and you ain't gonna live off the government. You know. And oh, I don't want you to skip over this part. The part where you uh had quit your job to go to Columbia, and the people told you, "No, you can't quit." Yeah, I'm trying to quit <laughs> my job. I say, "Look, I'm quitting." He said, he say, what? He was putting in his two week notice. He did it right I, I, I said, I'm, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put in my two week notice. I'm gonna go ahead and quit, right? He was like, nah, nah, nah. You can't leave. I said, man, what you mean? <laughs> he tell me, no, you can't go. I said, man, look, this, this my life. <laughs> I said, I should be able to quit any job I want to quit. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't quit. He said, tell me, what you trying to do? I'm like, man, this ain't none of your business. <laughs> How you gonna tell me that I can't quit a job that I had already previously been fired from? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was replaced. But see, once I came back, they was like, boy, I'm so glad to see you back. <laughs> he is a hard worker. Because now. they was like, man, we weren't doing very good without you. <laughs> but... And and even even I'm talking about the the boss man that was over me and my supervisor. It was like, no, you can't go. You can't go. They say you're too valuable. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, y'all ain't gonna sit here and tell me what I can't do with my life. <laughs> and then and then my uh, my boss man said, well, tell me what you're trying to do. And I wasn't gonna tell him. I didn't really want to tell him, but he was he was just on me so hard. <laughs> I said, I'm, I said, I'm moving to Columbia. He said, see, you ain't even got to quit. I got somebody out there. You could just go to our name. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, all right, all right. So he he made he made that he made that possible. He 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 hooked me up with that. And I went and he was like, okay, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a raise, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that, and blah, blah, blah. I get they, I'm working, raise never come. Mm-hmm. Money's still the same. We still talking about, I, I still, now, I ain't only got a house payment and a car payment. Now we got rent. Mm. A house Every payment month. and a car payment. Every month. Two light bills. <laughs> Two water bills. That's right. And that had to stay on in order to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, we wasn't even thinking about selling it then. No, we, we wasn't. We were going to keep it that, and that rent it out. That wasn't even no... There wasn't even a thought that we had, oh, we're going to get rid of the house. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we might need some place to come back to. No, it's like, it's like look, look, <laughs> if, if we keep this ace in the hole, we're going to be good. <laughs> you got to keep an ace in the hole, baby. But I do want them to understand that you didn't just quit just because God had told you because you kept coming home for like a week straight saying, Tanya, um, I think I'm going to leave this job. And then you just kind of, you just had this like look on your face like I don't know what to do, Lord. I don't know what to do. You was like, uh, what if I told you that um God was telling me to leave? Or he was telling me to go to Columbia and I was like, What your father say? And that's the thing of marriage. You gonna have to have somebody that that that's willing to let God override what they think. What? Willing to let God lead. Lead and override because you can have your own thoughts and opinions and your own desires but if you override what God is trying to do or your spouse override what God is trying to do, you both gonna uh, be in disobedience. Struggle. <laughs> so um, 
this was a place where God had called both of us off our jobs, but that's not what we were expecting. When we got married and we both was back having it, making we, that we, money. We're going back and forth. We're I going know. back and forth. Because that was before we ever moved to Columbia when I left that job. I know. I said I want them to know that you didn't just leave. That's what I said. They, 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 was, they was a couple of jobs I didn't just leave. <laughs> that first job, I, I didn't leave. God told me to leave. The second job I had, I, I thought I was leaving. Mm. But because God, God said, go to Columbia. And I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to leave this job and go find me one in Columbia. But the man wouldn't let me quit. He said, look, you're going to go down there and go to work. You can go down there and go to work. And, and everything going to be okay. And that's what I did. They gave me a position and I went. They gave me a position. I went. And I worked that position until the position that I was supposed to be in came open. Mm -hmm. Then when I got into the position I was supposed to be in came open, we still got all these bills and I ain't got no extra money yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My cost of living went up dramatically. <laughs> Went up drastically. I'm talking about. I need now. I need now. I need now. I need to make two thousand dollars a week. Seem like yeah, yeah. You mm. know, mm. boy, I tell you, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> when your bill, when your bills go up from from twelve hundred to mm. twenty five hundred, mm. hey, that's a big jump. <laughs> I'm talking. About that thing more than doubled. So let's get let's get to the real of it all. Then, then, what happens? Then, an opportunity came open. Yeah, and and the guys, the guys at work was like, "Hey, man, do you want to go? You want to go to Puerto Rico?" And you know, I was like, "Yeah." I ain't, I ain't not even talk. That. I ain't even, huh? Not before that, huh? You said you felt like you was gonna be leaving. Yeah, that's Couple what of I. Days before. That's that. Yeah, it, but that, but. Um, me and my wife was talking. I was like, I came home one day. I said, "Baby, I said I feel like I'm getting ready to be leave. I, I said I feel like I'm I'm getting ready to leave." She talking about leave where? Leave and go where? <laughs> where <laughs> what you, you mean? Not at that and no. Where you going? We just got here. We just got here. We just got to Columbia. What are you talking about? You get ready to leave after we stayed with family for three months. Said that too. Yeah. 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 When we got to Columbia, we had yeah. to stay with family. Yeah, we did. Because of we didn't move when God said move the first mm -hmm. time. That's you right. You know, there comes consequences with not doing what God said do immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, because that was what we were supposed to do. But since we couldn't, we couldn't cut it. We couldn't do what he said do. Mm -hmm. We ended up having to. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We ended up having to deal with what we had to deal with because yeah. of our disobedience. Yeah. So we ended up staying with family. Now, if we would have moved when God said move, we would have had the money to move into whatever apartment we wanted to move in. That's right. But since we waited, mm -hmm. it cost us. So now we still got to move. But now we need some. Now we need help. Now we need somebody to come in and help us us uh, get to where God had called us to be in the first beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I thank God for my for my aunt Deborah and and, and, and Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> thank they, God. They, they took us in and 
Man, Aunt Erica took you in. Yeah, Erica you, took me we in came. when when I was when I was transitioned from one job to another. Mm-hmm. Aunt Erica, she was like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, thank you, God." You know, and and I knew it had to be a God move. You know, because everybody was willing to give the help. Yeah. You know, and and it and it all worked out. It mm-hmm. all worked. Everything worked out. So I thank my extended family, which is my wife's family. Mm-hmm. That already was priorly here for helping us along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, and, and I say that when I say that, I say this. That God will always use somebody to get what he want accomplished done. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we don't do things when God say do, but when it's a God thing, he'll use other people. To help you get to the place that he called you to. Yes. You know, so we can never count God slack. That's right. On what he on what he said, on his promises. We can never count God slow at performing what he said he would perform. Mm-hmm. But it's us. We the ones that slack and slow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That doesn't mean that we won't reach the promise. Right. But it means we'll delay it and we'll cause more problems on ourselves than what should be caused Mm -hmm. absolutely but in the midst but in the midst of all this now my my bills done skyrocketed and now my bills cost more than what i make so now god blesses Mm -hmm. he say i asked god i say you know they talking about going to puerto rico he said go i said go he said go i said all right i went home i said baby I'm going to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. You know. And how, but you weren't even supposed to be going that long. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I thought we was just going to go for like 90 days or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, or something like that. Hurricane but, Maria, was it? Maria, Maria. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. But... You know, and it, but even that in itself was a journey. It was, it was something else, some place, a place I'd never been, never even thought about going. Mm-hmm. God had gave me permission, so to speak. He said, go. So I went. And in the midst of going from making less than $500 a week, I went to making $5,000 a week. That sounds crazy, don't it? That sound real crazy. And we had an apartment that has no furniture. No furniture. When I left, all we had was a beds. And a fold-out table. And a fold-out table, a wash and dry. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. That was it. That's it. And and before I left, I went and got some beds from Big Lots. Mm-hmm. You know, they had this they had this plan where you could just <laughs> pay as you go. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they were so gracious. Oh Lord, we was humble. But let me tell you, <laughs> they were so gracious to let your boy get some beds for the kids. Gave away everything. Yes, and and mm-hmm. that goes with you know as soon as um and 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 that goes with. What we were afraid to leave, the we were afraid to leave the seventy five to eighty thousand dollars. That's why we didn't move immediately. Only for God to be trying to give us more of something, 
we held and hindered ourselves back from what God was trying to do. But when we finally humbled ourselves, repented, and went on to do what God said do, was when God rewarded you with $5,000 a week. Not a month. Not every two weeks. A week. $5,000 a week, which was way more than what we could have made together. Okay? So... Well, they say the blessing of the Lord make it rich. And <laughs> we weren't looking to, to make that for an extended amount of time because it was a temporary position because it was um, due to Hurricane Maria where he had to go out and restore the power. Um, when he left, you know, it was just me again. So now I'm back into this single parent lifestyle. With two extra kids. With two extra kids. And... Uh, I think at that time he was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Maya was in eighth grade, and the uh, the boys was four. Yeah. So it was <laughs> it, it it was on, you know. And then maybe oh during the same week that you left was when the car. No, it was um I I went to Maine. I went to Maine. Okay. I went to Maine. I was working in Maine, and then. I went to Georgia. Okay. And when I got to Georgia, you called me. Tell me the car going. Yes. I told my son, my oldest son, said, go out there and warm up the car. It was cold. It was November. He said, go out there and warm up the car. He comes back and I said, mama, the car ain't out there. I said, do what? <laughs> I'm thinking this boy, what? Did you play with me? He told me, mama, the car ain't out there. I don't believe him, so I go and look for myself. The car ain't out there. car ain't out there. I have to drive them to school because when we registered them in school, we were at my uncle's house. And that was in a different district from where the apartment was. So in order to keep them in the school there, um, the, they, the district did allow me to... Um, I had to pick commute. them up and drop them off or whatever. Yeah, so... So... Um, the car got repossessed. I have to have a car to take them to school. There is no way around. They can't get on the bus because they were in a, di- a total different district when when they registered. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm calling Chris and I'm like, uh, <laughs> now I'm still on. I'm still on my little job where I'm making five hundred uh, less than yeah. five hundred dollars a week now. Yeah, and so lo and behold, they had to stay out of school that day. The next. Now, the same day the you same, called me, the same day you yeah. called me, you said the car gone. I said, we'll, we'll get it back. <laughs> <laughs> the car payment was $650. Yeah, $650. This was a car that I had got when I, before I was married. I was making the money to do that. God had changed my plans. So now I'm not working, but I'm going to drive it until somebody come get it. Okay. But we were pay, trying to pay the payments and everything. But if you know, we can't live in no car. So we had to pay the rent and the mortgage. So. And I know y'all said, well, y'all can't live in the two houses either. <laughs> but, we but, could, but we was going we to choose one or the other, whatever, whatever what it came down to. So the car got repossessed and everything. I ended up having to get a rental car for like a week, I think. Yeah. For like a week. Got once a rental she, once car. Once you called me and said, oh, this, this, that, and the third, I said, well, look, go go get a rental car. You talking about how I'm going to get there? 
I said they'll come and get you. <laughs> I said they'll come and get you. Right? Yes, yes. So she 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 had she 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 had a, a, a check card, she had a, she had access to every bit of money. Mm-hmm. So it was that wasn't that wasn't an issue and stuff. So she called they they came and got her, she got the old rental. And the next day, she took the kids to school and everything. And, <laughs> and, and, and but but boy, it was it was just like one thing at the next. So when I got home, when I got home that week, I said, "Well, you need a car." Mm-hmm. And the people were saying they didn't know where the car was at. Yeah, because we was gonna get it back. They didn't know where the car was at. They don't know nothing. Um, the car in in Indianapolis. Or somewhere, I was like, "How can that car get that far overnight?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't even y'all playing. Stop yeah. playing. Yeah, but um, he ended up. He was like, "If they had waited, what two weeks, we could have paid it all in, all up like yeah, they with one waited, paycheck." If so they waited one week. Yeah. So it wasn't. It, it was just crazy. So. Then Chris had to go and get me a um, buy him pay here card. I got what I can get when I can get it. That's right. I and mean, that I, card I had was to put good a, to me. I had to put a lot of money down on <laughs> which would have been the same money I would have gave them people for exactly. their car. You know what I said? So I had to put a lot of money down on it and everything. But nevertheless, I had the money to get the car, and we still had our payment. Our, um, we still had our house payment and our. Um, rent and man, look, it was a journey. It was a journey to get to Puerto Rico. Yeah, it was a journey from Longs to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. But when I got there, you know, I didn't have I didn't have a lightweight job. I'm walking up and down mountains all day, every day. Up and down the mountain. I know you're talking about, what you talking about? Walking up and down mountains. When I tell you walking up and down mountains, you're walking up and down mountains. And I'm talking <laughs> about pulling wire over your shoulder, beating down bushes in front of you with a machete. I'm talking about all day, every day, mm. 12, 14, 16 hour days, just depending. Because sometimes we have to work 14 hours because if, like, we wanted to take, we wanted to have Christmas off. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wasn't going home. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to have Christmas off, and they say y'all can't have all the Christmas off, but we'll give you some of it off. But y'all gonna have to work these. <laughs> y'all gonna have to work fourteen hour days mm-hmm. in order to get a couple of hours off, you know, because all the hours had to stay consistent across the board. And he was only able to come home so, what every forty five days. The first time I came home, it was it was a hundred and a hundred. It was after a hundred days, and then the second time they try to break it down and, and let us do forty five days. And then come home forty five days, mm-hmm. and then come home. But you talking about working nonstop seven days a week? I ain't talking about six. I'm talking <laughs> about seven days a week, yeah. from six o'clock to six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the evening. You know, now I, I you still got to you still got to get up before time because you still got to eat and you still got to do everything you got to do, and you still have to go to bed at a decent hour so you can get that sleep before I get up at four o'clock because my time I got up at four o'clock so. When when I made it to Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. that empty house was no longer empty. I said, "Baby, I got I got a paycheck. Baby, go on out there and get that furniture. Go get that furniture." <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Um, so, so she was able to get everything that she needed, and we was able to save uh, some money that we needed. And in in the midst of going to get, um, in in the midst of working and stuff, mm-hmm. God say, Texas. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> we just got here. We 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 just got to Columbia, right? We only stayed in Columbia for a year. We wasn't even there that long. No, because our lease was up in a year, and we was already with packing our lease, to go. We had a nine month lease. We didn't yeah, even have a year. That's lease. right. Show the did. lady. The lady said, "I, I can give y'all a nine month lease," and then we had a nine month lease. And I'm just, telling you, God had that thing worked out with the people in the office already prior to. We didn't even know. Mm-hmm. First of all, the apartment wasn't what my wife wanted, so it was not. But I think we had we knew that we were only going to be there for a short time. We just didn't know how long, so we didn't do a year lease. We did a nine month lease, and yeah. you know when you do a shorter lease, the rent is more. <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless, it still worked out. And Chris called talking about baby. I thank God saying, time to go to Texas. We're going to move to Texas. Now, what? I'm not going to no Texas. God ain't telling me nothing about no Texas. That's what she said. I ain't I'm going not, to Texas. I'm not going to no Texas. He says, I'm going to go with you or without you. Is now, what he told but, me. But this, but this wasn't this wasn't all in the first conversation. No, now, it they, wasn't. It, it took about three forward. or four conversations. Yeah, yeah so we got to fast forward so we don't be here long. So... Then God, I went in prayer and I was like, okay, God, what is he talking about? So God reminded me of when he already already told me that before he even came into my life. I was going home one day and I was going across the bridge and I was on the phone with my supervisor at the time. And I said it out loud. I said, one day I'm going to move to Texas. And she was like, what? I mean, it was just a random thing. I, I, I heard it and I said it. And she said, what you talking about? I said, one day I'm going to move to Texas. And she was like, oh, okay. I never thought about it again. God also told me I was going to be in Columbia before he came into my life. But never thought about it again till it came to, to pass. So when I called him back, I was like, okay. Later on, I said, God, what are we going to Texas for? And this is where relationship with God comes in. Because whatever you want to know, he will tell you. But I did say, I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that? He, <laughs> God got a sense of humor, too. Because he said to me, I told who I needed to tell. He's the head of the house. He didn't need to run it by me. And he showed me in scripture where, <laughs> where Joseph was supposed to marry Mary, but Mary ended up pregnant with through the Holy Spirit with Jesus, he didn't tell Joseph until it was time for him to, to know. So that's where having a relationship with God and making sure that you go through him and ask him about everything. I don't care what job you want. I don't care what house you want. I don't care what you want. Go to God first and he will show you and give you the directions of what you what you should be doing. But I just want to say that too. Because I don't want people to think that these was just moves. We was just busting. <laughs> I'm telling you. For whatever man, reason. God done had me around the country. He he did. I, I done been in New Mexico. I mean, I done been all the way up and down the East Coast. 
I'm talking about I've been to I've been in 32 states talking to people that I have no idea who they is and what they about. But, you know, I feel like God has just allowed me to be able to speak to people. You know, sometimes God tell me to do things with people and I'm like, man, God, I don't even know these people. God, you got me in Walmart going around here talking to people, telling them what what I feel like you saying. Yeah. God, how about they don't receive me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it wasn't never about them receiving me, but it was about them receiving him. Right. You know, so I want to say to you, whatever you do, it's not about somebody receiving you. Mm-hmm. It's about when you do what God say do, it's more for them to receive him more so than you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but you are a conduit, just like I would say, that I was the conduit to get my wife to every place that God had so that told her she was she was gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, because I ain't had no reason to go to Texas. When I asked God, I said, God, what I'm going to Texas for? He said TD Jakes. I said, Man, me. I don't even know who that is. Who is he? He didn't Jakes? even know. And and I asked him, and this was the crazy part. I remember I was literally in the kitchen of the apartment, and I was like, God, what are we going to Texas for? He said, TD Jakes and homeschool. That's what he told me. When I talked to Chris, Chris said it before I could say it. He said, God said we're going to Texas for T.D. Jakes. We both was like, but for what? <laughs> you know what I'm I mean, saying? I can I can see him on TV. For what? We got to move <laughs> over a thousand miles away to go see him. What? But it wasn't for that. It wasn't about him as far as him as a man. But... That's a whole nother subject. We'll go over that later. I think it was for the ability to see something that I had never seen before. Yeah, that's what it was. Because you can't fully walk into something. The Holy Ghost bring things back to your remembrance. Yeah. You know, it's not. <laughs> see, he been he go into heaven and he come back and he tell you what God say. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way you have to read the Bible for him to bring something back to your remembrance. That's right. So before you walk into a thing, you'll walk into a thing. And I ain't really saying that. But what I'm saying is that God will take you places so you can see something different mm-hmm. before you can be somebody different. Yeah. You know, and had I not been to had I not gone to Texas and had I decided to stay, I would not have seen what ministry could be. Right. Right. I would not have seen what ministry really was. Right. I mean, because upon me going to uh, his church and everything, you know, I saw some things that I just never seen before on yeah. a scale that I had never seen before. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so much about me worshiping the, the, the man and, and the position that the man had, mm-hmm. but it was about me respecting what and who he was. Right. Right. You know, as into seeing what he was doing, you know, his impact in the community, his impact in Dallas and Fort Worth, you know, his impact in throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Because he he goes to different places when Haiti had that that earthquake. Mm-hmm. He was there yeah. when 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 all the when Louisiana had that that well that um that storm that came in Louisiana mm-hmm. and Texas. He was there. Everything that happens, you know, a lot of the things that happen, I'm not going to say everything because nobody can't do everything. Right. But a lot of things that happen, he have his hand in it to help. Right. 
You know, a lot of people's like, well, he don't say the things that he used to say back then. Well, he's grown to a different place than he was back then. Now he don't have to openly say things on a microphone in front of everybody, he but he goes to boardrooms and talk to people behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that it was it was a very well thought out process that God had me to go through and her. Yeah. To get us to where even we are now and to help us to walk into what we're going to walk into. Yeah. You know, so we can't take for granted the things that God has told us to do. Right. Even though they took us out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I'm, I'm talking about I'm living in New Mexico. I mean, it's only like five black people down there. Yeah, literally. Desert. Desert. Nothing but dirt. <laughs> but you know what? Even while I was down there, I didn't feel like I was out of place. I did not like New Mexico. Let me I say did that. not feel like I was out of place. <laughs> I mean, it was just like every everybody. I was cool with everybody. It was like everybody knew me. I knew everybody. What the people that I work with. Yeah. Even the people in the town, it wasn't like I was out of place. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was right where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, even even I started dealing with the homeless people. Yes, you did. I started talking with them and feeding them and doing certain things with them, you know, purchasing what I could purchase for them and things like that. You know, how God was just, he was blessing me to be a blessing, mm-hmm. if I can say it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we got to Texas, I came home, I packed, got everything in the, in the U-Haul, no, and we went I went down there for my birthday. I went down there for my birthday to find a house. And nah, nah, we didn't find a house. Well, we, the house had I, to be built. The house had to be built. We had to look at models. They got houses that I ain't never seen <laughs> be built the way that they build houses. Man, you see these doors on these houses. <laughs> I mean, the doors Sheesh. look like castles. I mean, it's it's amazing when you move yourself from one place to another and you just see things that you've never seen. Mm. And when we went into the house, Chris was in love with this house. I was in love with the house. I was I, in I, I, love I, with the house, but it was a nice house, okay? And <laughs> the house was nice. <laughs> and uh, we had a great relative and everything, Cleo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had... We didn't even know where to begin to look because there was house developments like every five seconds. It when they say everything bigger in Texas, man, everything, everything big in Texas. I'm talking about you got these roads. I mean, roads like seven, eight lanes across. <laughs> I'm talking about on one side. On one side. I ain't talking about that four lane highway that we used to driving on down here in South Carolina, going towards the beach and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It we was. might get, we might get, we might get three lanes on one side. Chris was Chris was pulling out when we. Um, <laughs> when we uh when we went down to Texas uh we had to go look at some houses and we had a rental car. Chris was driving like this. <laughs> it was like, why this road so big? <laughs> it was funny, y'all, because I was scared and he was scared too. He was like, is that a median? You was talking about the median was big yeah. enough to build a I'm house. I'm talking about the median was like an acre across. I'm talking about there's an acre between this side of the road and that side of the road. I can build a whole house right in there and just live. And they still have turning lanes to turn around and stuff. I was like, man, this this right here we don't make sense. We was going. I didn't understand the roads. The signs was confusing. I was, uh, no, 
It and then the GPS talking about turn right but stay left. <laughs> turn right, stay left, stay left. I was like, "What? How you do that?" But anyway, we find a house, have the house to be built. Chris goes, packs up the U-Haul truck. We're gonna mm. move down there. I had to stay because I had to have the surgery. So he went down there to close on the house and everything. The U-Haul is parked in front of the house, okay? Ready to be unpacked. All he got to do is do the walkthrough, sign the papers, and move us in. And guess what? And pay $25,000. And pay $25,000. Because this is a 3,000 square foot house. Yeah, it was in Texas. It was more. It was that. probably more than that. But probably thirty five hundred square foot house, four five bedroom, five bedroom house, mm-hmm. five bathrooms. It was a nice. This house. was not no. <laughs> this was like our dream house. Okay. Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> they decide that we can't get this house. It did, it wasn't that they decided. Oh, it, it was that, that. It was that. It was that. When I came home, mm-hmm. God said, "Stay with the job, right?" But I said, "Man, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to work in no. I ain't going to work in no New Mexico." <laughs> yeah, because they were trying to see New Mexico. They, they wanted to send me straight to New Mexico right out the gate. I was like, "Man, I ain't going to New Mexico. My, you telling me my wife and they're gonna be in Fort Worth, Texas, right here to Dallas and stuff? They're gonna be right here, and then I got to go down there. I was like, I, I ain't, I ain't." I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Um, there we go. Being disobedient. Mm-mm. It pays to follow God in everything <laughs> you do. It pays to hear his voice and be led and governed by the spirit. You know, if you don't, it's gonna cost you. So I gets down here, I got I got I got the, I got the money, I got the I got the, the furniture. Not to no. mention the 20 hour drive. I, I got Mention the twenty hour drive because that's how long it took to get down by myself. Mm-hmm. I was gonna get down here and unload this truck by myself, mm-hmm. but I gets here, I make the phone call. I was like, I'm ready to do the do. The day the twenty sixth. The day is the <laughs> day. Let's sign the papers and let's get it cracked. Mm-hmm. Then people say, All right, we got to run this thing one more time. I said, Run what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought we already did all the running, <laughs> and, and 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 it came back, and it's like, well, you you did you did you quit? I was like, I was like, yeah, but you know, they was like, we can't let you get the house. You ain't got no job. I said, I got the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I said, God. look, don't worry about that. I said, look, we're going to work all that out. I said, I need to get the house, right? Mm. No, 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 we can't let you get the house. I said, wait a minute. I said, look, I'm down here. and I got a U-Haul full of furniture. <laughs> I said, I'm ready to go. I mean, the house is done. It's ready for me. <laughs> you know, no, we can't, we, can't, we can't do that, Mr. Stevens. I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. So now I go in, I'm in a hotel. With this big old U-Haul, 26-foot of U-Haul, mm-hmm. full to the rim. And I'm like, God, what in the world? God say, that's why I told you to keep that job. I was like, Psh. But God, they wanted me to 
be in New Mexico that they are supposed to be closing. Mm. You know? And it was like, okay, that was my bus. I had to suck it up, and I went to find a house. You went to multiple houses. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't go. It was the. It might have been the second house that I went to. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. You know, I liked the house. But it wasn't the one you went. You picked out. It wasn't the one you picked out. It wasn't the one I picked out, yeah. and I. Sp- Specifically designed it to my liking. Yes, you did. I picked the floors out. I picked the carpet out. I picked the tile out. The molding. I picked everything out, and I and I didn't get to live in my house. I hope somebody, whoever lived there, <laughs> I sure hope you happy with the decor that I picked out for you. <laughs> I'm quite sure they are happy. But you know, we said all of that. No, we we ain't finished. We ain't finished. The house that we had to rent the, and how we had to pay for it. But because, the of house, the job. because I had no job, mm-hmm. the house that I did find, it was a nice house. Yeah. And I ended up renting. They was like, you can get the house, but you can't get it just like that because you ain't got no job. And mm-hmm. we can't take the chance. So now, the house, the house is $1,700 a month. Went up to eighteen hundred. Yeah, then it went up to eighteen hundred dollars. But um, they was like, "Well, you can get the house, but we can't. You gonna have to give. You gonna have to pay us a, a deposit plus a half of it, which is which is first month's rent and a half of that for the deposit only. Mm-hmm. Then I still had to pay for the remainder of the year. Yep. Now we was in July. <laughs> we was in July. So now Six I got to, now I got to pay. Now I got to pay all the way to January, mm-hmm. plus the deposit and security deposit, mm-hmm. or the, the time and a half security deposit. And I was like, all right. And so I just paid the money and got the stuff, got everything in the house, and then I came back to pick y'all up. Yeah. And that was the first time my kids rode on the plane. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it it was a journey, y'all. It it was a true journey. But I tell you, the one thing that was consistent in all of that was the peace of God. And the, oh, even when we made a left, when we should have went right, there was the peace of God that surpassed all of our understanding when we didn't know or we couldn't understand. You know why we probably did something out of order or whatever. But that's where you have to be careful for your own desires too. Because you can get caught up with everything that you want, that yeah. you you decide you're not going to listen to God, or you decide, well, I'm going to go this way. And so I just think that, you know, throughout this whole journey and throughout the five years that Chris and I have been together, the one, the one person that has been consistent is God. Yeah. He's been consistent in everything that he has led us into. Financially, we we wanted to talk about this. I mean, God gave us to talk about this to give you the testimony. Is because finances is one of those things that marriages fail within the first two years of over finances. When I married my husband, he didn't have a job, but I married him because God told me to marry him. So in everything, hear God clearly. Hear Him clearly, and move quickly. 
because you don't want to take the chance of causing more struggle on yourself and your family or your wife or your husband only because this ain't what you're going to do and this ain't what you want to do. Following God is, is, yeah. is strategic and he his plan, his plan is perfect. Yeah, I mean... Mm. <clears throat> and one, one more thing. In the midst of that, another thing that happened as far as a financial miracle was the surgery that I ended up having. When I moved to Texas, I went through my files and I was keeping my doctor papers in order because I was going to have to go back to the doctor a couple of months later or whatever. I had paid that surgery that I had to pay $4,000 or $5,000 towards. I paid half credit card and half uh, check. And when I got to the house, I saw the woman take my check. I saw her run my credit card. but And she gave me the receipts. But when she gave me the receipts, my check was folded back into my receipt. My credit card receipt was folded back into the, the paper receipt. When I, I said, well, she didn't take my check, but she gave me a receipt for it. Okay. So then I was like, okay, well, maybe they just, you know, nowadays y'all, they just scan stuff and, and, and they give back the original, just like you scan your check for your bank accounts and stuff. So I thought, okay, well, what happened when I checked my credit card, when I checked my bank account, none of that money was missing. None of it was missing. And I'm talking about months later. None of it was missing. But my surgery was paid for because I got a receipt. <laughs> okay. So then on top of that, the hospital bill was paid in full. We didn't have insurance. Okay. So when God steps in and when God does what is needed and he supplies your needs and he he assists you in, in whatever it is that you are doing you got to be working to do something you got to be working towards what he's telling you to do but when he when his hand is on it it's got to work out he can't fail and he won't fail us he has not failed us yet so i just want to say that as well because i know even right now people are going through things financially and it, it was a point in time, yes, when we were in the up and up. And a lot of that money God have us give away. You know, I, I, I will part. say this. I will say this. You know, whenever God has a place for you to be, mm -hmm. whenever he has a place for you to go, when he predestined and say, look, I want you to go there, he going to make a way for you to get there. I want right. you to understand that he going to make a way for you to get there. Regardless of what you think, regardless of how you feel about the situation, you look at your bank account, your bank account say, I can't make it. That's right. <laughs> if God said, yeah. go, he going to make a way for you to get there. Absolutely. He going to make the way for you to get there. Because when I, when I was in New Mexico and God said, South Carolina, I ain't got no money. That money was gone. Let me tell you something. I paid $1,800 for rent at the place that my wife lived. Mm -hmm. Now, I paid $2,000 a month for rent at the place that I live. Mm -hmm. Oh, because so, we didn't say that part. He didn't come home every day. I didn't come <laughs> home. He was seven hours away from the house. Mm -hmm. So, on top of that, paying the, the rent where we were at, he also had to pay where he was at because he was in a camper. I was at a hotel first. Hotel, and then he went into the camper. 
Yeah. So he stayed at a hotel from day to day, week to week, month to month, somewhere different all the time. And Marriage is... And it was it was a two thousand dollars a month bill. I mean a week bill. Mm-hmm. A month bill, my bad. Two thousand dollars a month on the hotel that I was staying in, <clears throat> and then another eighteen hundred dollars on the house that they were staying in. Mm-hmm. Then we still got car payments and yes. stuff like that. You know, and everything. So, you know, God has really when when God ordered for you to go somewhere, when he tell you to go somewhere, you don't have to worry about how you're gonna get there. God going to make a way. You just have to be willing to follow the steps that lead to that place. Yes. Because that place is in God. Wherever God is taking you, that's where he wants you to be. So he providing the way for you to get there. Mm-hmm. The same way when he said South Carolina, I ain't had no money. So did. I didn't have no money. And I and I was so looking did. at a house. I, was, I felt it in my spirit that I needed to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for a house in Texas because I wanted to stay in Texas. Y'all don't understand. I like Texas. Yeah, he started looking for a house so in Texas. So I started Texas. looking for a house in Texas. My wife said, I ain't in that. You ain't got no money. How are we going to do that? You ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. I said, baby, just relax. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> That's his answer you know what I said? Just, just relax. Just, just calm down. <laughs> Everything going to be all right. So the man was looking for the house, looking for the house, looking for the house. And then God said, Cook. Then God said, South Carolina. That's what he told me. He said, South Carolina. I said, okay. So now I had to call the man and say, look, I'm not going to be staying in Texas. I said, I'm looking for a house in South Carolina. I ain't got no money. I'm <laughs> you, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. Uh, so so now he said, well, let me contact somebody in South Carolina that's going to be able to help you because I'm not licensed in South Carolina, so I can't help you. Mm-hmm. So he contacted somebody, and, and, and I get the conversation with the person, and the person said, well, I'm going to go and look at some houses, and then I'm going I'm to uh, FaceTime you mm-hmm. so you can see what I'm looking at. I said, okay, that, that's good. She went, and she was doing all that. I still ain't had no money. <laughs> I still ain't had no money. So now she find the house that we living in now, and I was like, it was between this house and another house. I like the other house better, you mm-hmm. know, because it was already ready already. It was yeah. ready to go. It didn't need nothing. All it needed was furniture and yeah. some people to live in it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that right there. That was nice. (laughs) So we put in an offer and somebody came and snatched that joke out from up under us. (laughs) I was I was like, man, there wasn't. And it was an older house. It was an older house, but it was nice. It was like a nineteen eighty two house. But it was nice. But it was already renovated. And so let me tell you something about money real quick. Even though we went from $500 to $5,000 a week, mm-hmm. you would think that having more money will satisfy everything across the board, okay? Let me give y'all some advice. When you are on the up and up, save your money because that that heel got to come right back down. And you're going to do this throughout your marriage, throughout your finances, and everything. There's going to be up seasons. There's going to be down seasons. Store up what you have. Now, we did save. We did very good at saving. We did. But there was times where God would say, go give. And a whole lot of times, go give. And we was like, well, for what? <laughs> you know, after a while, it was like, okay, God, I mean, we, we down to the, you know, he, you ain't asking for a couple of dollars, you know what I'm saying? So 
There was times where God would have us to sow into people, give to people, all of those things. Um, we had never taken a vacation. We had not had a honeymoon. We had not bought anything for ourselves. When I say everything that God gave us was for somebody else. It was for somebody else. And but you know, every time God told us to move, he provided. He provided. You know, he provided. And 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 nothing costs less than fifteen thousand dollars. That's right. And it was like, wait a minute, how can we you know, cause when when it came time to move back to South Carolina, I ain't had no money. None. I know, I know, I know. I know I made and a I lot still of money. Ain't got no job. I know I made a lot of money <laughs> in Puerto Rico. But it took every bit of the money that I saved to get to Texas. It did. You know? It did. And once I got to Texas, I was in my place that I was supposed to be. But I was out of the wheel because I wasn't at the job that God called me to be. Mm -hmm. So now I had to deal with that. So what I want to say is that God going to make a way. No doubt. But when he make a way, make sure you know that the next thing you're supposed to do you you got a grasp on it. You got a handle on it, and yeah. you, and you're not and you're not teeter tottering back and forth with where am I? What am I going to be doing next? Mm -hmm. Because somewhere in the midst of him giving you orders for now, he's also telling you what's next. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even though he might not say, okay, now you're gonna stay here for two and a half, three years, yeah, and then you're gonna go to South Carolina. Okay, mm -hmm. if he don't do that. If he don't do that, you know, you got to be um well, you got to know God well enough to know, okay, that this this ain't my forever place, but this is my for now place. So now I need to be trying to figure out how I'm going to be doing what's next. Mm -hmm. But everything that I spent out had to be spent. Yeah, it was enough. And I will say that everything God gave me was enough to do what he wanted me to do, to get to where he wanted me to go. Yeah. It wasn't no extra for this, that, and the third, mm -hmm. but he gave me enough to get to where I need to go. That was it. And and and, and for me, that was enough. I was content. You know, when it came time to move back here, that lady said, um, well, we need your $10,000. <laughs> I said, but I still got to move my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that you haul that you haul like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, and we ain't even talking about the gas. No, but you know, and and it was it was just like something. It, it's it's something all the time, and it's an ongoing process. And you grow and you learn who God is, and you begin to know Him. Okay, now, now you don't always know what He gonna tell you to do next. Because God good with keeping secrets like that. And even coming back, we still had to have family to help. And thank God, my mama helped mm -hmm. <laughs> in supplies and finances, okay? Because people don't have to help you. They don't. They don't. And people don't owe you anything. You know, when you decide to do a thing or you say God did a, said do a thing, that means you, you should be all right then. You know what I'm saying? But that does not mean that you won't have to have help along the way. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed of that. Okay. I thank God for my mom. I thank God for my uncle and my aunts who, who were there from the beginning to now. 
okay? Because we didn't do this alone. No. We, we didn't do this by ourselves. Thank God we ain't had to do it alone. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I went to Texas, there was no family member. There was no grandparents to send the kids to. There was no aunt house to go to. So I was there alone because Chris was seven hours away. You know what I'm saying? But it was where God had placed me. And it was where God had placed him between Mexico and Midland, Texas. So it was a journey. But finances is one of those things in marriages and in people's lives, period, that can sometimes overtake people. But you got to understand that when you have a relationship with God, he will order your footsteps and he will show you what to do, how to do and when to do. That money, it came and went like the wind. It came and it went. It was here one day and it was gone the next. And that's why we don't value money. That's why we, and when I say value, I'm talking about we don't worship it. We don't, we don't give our all to it. We, we don't try to impress people with it because it can be here today and go tomorrow. So that's what I wanted to say on, on, on that. I know we told y'all all of our business, <laughs> I mean, but it's for, it's to help you. It's to it. help you and, and whatever God may have for you next, because you may need a piece of that wherever you may be going. Because you might not understand what God taking you, right? Mm-hmm. And you might be scared to move. But if God say move, if he telling you to move, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Even though you don't know how to work it, even though you don't know how you're going to make it happen. If God say move, he going to work it out for you. And you might have to pay that rent and that mortgage. You might have to let that car go and let it be repossessed. You might have to move without no furniture. You might have to um, accept the fact that they're not going to give you that pay raise. You know, you may have to accept the fact that the house that you wanted is not going to be available at that time. You got to just keep moving. You got to keep going. Keep moving. You know, you you might hit an obstacle here and there, but if God be for you, the whole world against you can't stop the move of God. The whole world against you can't stop his move because he is still God. He's still the provider. He's still the protector. He still loves us. And he's, and he's, and he's determined to get us to the place that he called us to be. Absolutely. He is determined to get us to the place that he called us to be. I just want to ask you, are you determined to get to the place that he has called you to be. No matter what obstacle you may come into, no matter what what pitfalls you may have, no matter how high you may get, no matter how much money you might have now or no matter how much money you might gain. You know, I, we have to understand that money ain't, it, 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 we was never put here to serve money. Money was put here to serve us. That's right. It's, it, it is the vehicle used to get us, or to get to things in our hands that God has already predestined for us to have, you know. Mm-hmm. And they say money answers all things, but it, it's which means it's good to have it while the world going around. But if you don't have it, doesn't mean the world gonna stop going. That's right. It just means that it's good to have. That's right. That's right. And in between all of that, we made some bad investments. And some bad choices. Yeah. But we still had to keep moving. Because keep God moving. God going to use everything. Yes. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. And you're going to keep going. That's right. You learn. You grow. You keep going. That's right. 
God don't God don't kick you when you down. He said, "Now nah, get up. Mm-hmm. You 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 made that mess up. You did that, but get up and keep coming. Get up and keep coming. Go ahead and repent. Go ahead and go ahead and brush the dirt off, mm-hmm. and come on a little closer." But that is all we have for y'all today. And today, it was just a look inside of the life of finances for us. Yeah. How you can go from making $25,000, $30,000 a year mm-hmm. to making $150,000 a year, but still feel like you only made $30,000 that year. Because yes. of all the things that God has told you to do. Yes. But even in that, it was always meant to help somebody else. Okay. This is our testimony about finances. I hope that it was able to help you in some way, shape, or form. This is not a word that we wanted to give y'all, but a word that God told us to give y'all. Yeah. And I hope that it blesses someone today. Y'all have a great one. You want to pray up? I got it. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day, another opportunity to come before your people, God. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, and the favor that you have placed upon this message, oh Heavenly Father, because we know that it will go out and it will touch somebody, and it will tell somebody that, look, you can go where God told you to go. You can do what God told you to do, regardless of what our finances look like. We can still be who God said that we can be. God, we thank you right now for the strength that your word gives us, oh Heavenly Father, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you for your strength, O Heavenly Father. And we give you the glory, honor, and the praise. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Y'all have a blessed day.